little sentimental over in Hug House. And with the release of the season one finale of Valence last weekend, it feels like a good time to look back on what we've accomplished so far and to really think about what we're working on next. We realized that we all felt pretty much the same way about having finished our first season, which is to say that we don't really feel, or we don't know how to feel, or we don't feel yet, something like that. With everything going on right now, time doesn't feel real, and we're not really doing the things we would have done to celebrate if we could be together. So, well, I'll let past us explain. 47% goo. Okay. (laughs) Katie, what's your goo percentage? Oh, sweet Jesus, I am goo baby. Oh. Goodness, goo baby. <laughs> goo baby. Yes. So, uh, how do y'all feel about season one being, like, really done? Like, done for everyone done? Oh, I genuinely don't know how to answer that yet. Um, right? And not in a bad way. My brain is just like... No, that's that's a joke. No, that hasn't happened. Anne? I think because we've had like all the episodes done for so long and because we've been working on season two, mm. I don't know. It just hasn't hit me that season right. one is done just because we rolled right into working on season two like eight months ago. And <laughs> the day that season one episode one released yeah yeah Yeah. yep um yeah it just kind of feels like nothing to me right now not gonna lie (laughs) like i don't really feel i i feel like i should feel a sense of accomplishment and the day that the episode that the finale episode dropped i was definitely feeling very like sappy and not quite nostalgic but like reflective i guess yeah um but i haven't really felt like a sense of accomplishment or conclusion or anything else Hmm. i mean part of that might be at least a little bit because this is a three season series and we've uh we've Mm -hmm. established that since well before day one and so it kind of feels like if if we were from school systems that had three semesters instead of two, this would kind of feel like the first one is over um, and we, we didn't have a break. We should have had a break, um, but we've still got the two more semesters to go before we can feel like we've, you know, graduated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just in a weird place about it. I don't know. I'm very proud of our team and I'm proud of everybody. And I think that the finale sounded great. But I'm in a weird place. 
Um, but I thought that today it would be nice for us to kind of go back to the first couple episodes of Scoring Magic. Jesus Christ. Oh, boy. I know. <laughs> Are these the clips you're going to play for us? Yes. Give me oh. one sec real quick. <laughs> so the first episode of Scoring Magic was released like a year and two months ago. <laughs> oh, God. I know. <laughs> We've been doing this shit for over a year, which is really like... Obviously, it's really hard. I mean, obviously, that's obviously we've been working on it for over a year, but mm-hmm. it's really hard to wrap my brain around that just because of how everything has been. I will say, I feel like <laughs> I do feel like quarantine is adding to the fact that, like, I don't really feel anything about the finale right now other than, mm, like, absolutely being sentimental day of. Like, I would have gone out for a drink. Or we could have had a, a party. You know, we could have done something. Right. Well, in a... Initially, in, we had planned to uh, to yeah. come, like, harass you in Arizona. Not right. during the hot times, because oh I'd die. But, yeah. Well, yeah. ideally, I mean, in, in this imaginal fictional 2020 that everything didn't go to shit... Yeah. Um, we would be getting ready to go to podcast movement, like, next week in Dallas. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, wait, I thought so, it was... No, nah, it was going to be, like, today that you and I were to fly out. Because I asked we push it back a day for Brenna's birthday. Yeah. Yeah, we were... Today would have been yeah, the day sh- that we flew to Dallas. Oh, <laughs> sad. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Well, now well, I'm just... Now I know how I'm feeling, and it's just sad. It's just, <laughs> <Yeah>. just bad. <laughs> oh, uh, I just got a thunder boom. So if there's some thunder in the Ooh. background of this recording, sorry. Oh yeah, there's a hurricane coming for us, Will. So okay, uh, cool. Because 2020 <laughs> can't get any worse. Yeah, of course not. <laughs> don't you um, don't put that out in the world. Go outside and spit. It's too late. It's too late. Will okay. play the clip. And then I started writing for a pretty big publication for podcasts. And then another, and then I was writing for one of them weekly, and I was also writing my standard reviews, and doing the weekly newsletter, and doing weekly roundups of everything that I listened to, and grad classes, and writing for the sites I've already been writing for, and producing other podcasts, and helping curate a conference, and... So. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Um, what the fuck? What was I doing? This Too suffering. much. Oh my god, listening to this list again was horrifying. Yeah. Uh-huh. What the hell? So, I guess to update, now uh, I left that job. I don't work for one of the bigger publications. They closed our contract, which is new and is fine. Uh, <laughs> I I am just freelancing and working on podcasts. That's it. No grad school. <laughs> no day job. Yeah. Uh yeah, that's wild. So I know that for me, my workload has gotten substantially lighter. But what about for you two? Like, where are you right now with with managing time when it comes to hug house things? <laughs> I mean, and I know that you've picked up a lot more responsibilities and things, and I'm kind of just like, chilling? Um, How you doing? 
Um, so to do the same similar list Will is doing. This time last year, I was finishing up grad school, working a full-time job, in the middle of prepping to move and doing hug house stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, you hadn't moved yet. Oh my no. God. Oh, shit, I still right. hadn't moved. I was, I was still living in my parents' house. Um, so since then, I have moved and pretty much settled in, but I have not uh, finished soundproofing my office yet. And that'll happen maybe never. Who knows? Um, <laughs> I moved. I'm done with grad school. I'm still working my full-time job. And now I am back to being the only employee. So my workload there has gone up. Mm-hmm. And I've also taken on a more active role in valence with editing and stuff. So my workload with Hug House has gone up. Editing scripts, just editing to, scripts to yeah. make that clear. Yeah. Yep. And you've you've done a lot of work for Radio Drama Revival too. That's Were you working true. for no. RDR last year? When we started, no, I was I just wow. um it's been like a year almost to the day now since I started working for Radio Drama Revival too. Jeez. So I dropped off a lot of responsibilities and simultaneously picked up a whole bunch more because mm, yep. that's just how it is sometimes. Yep. And Katie, you're pretty much like same old, same old, right? Like you are basically, basically where you're, where you started with responsibilities. Is that right? As far as I can tell. Yeah. Um, oddly enough, the fact that I, the fact that work has sort of remembered I exist uh, because I pester them a lot more now uh, and that they do occasionally have work for me almost makes me feel better. Um, yeah. I'm still sure. doing approximately the same amount of hug house work, I think. And yeah. now that I don't have to, uh, oh shit, no, I know what the actual difference is. Now that I don't have to go into the office and like experience any of my coworkers' existence and have mm-hmm. to listen to them just sniffle constantly instead of blowing their fucking noses, my stress levels have gone down considerably. Um, Good. So quarantine in that regard is working out for me great. And in every other regard, bad. Yeah, very bad. Very, very bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's move on to second clip. Yeah, we both had the same initial interaction with it, which was your monster of the week mm-hmm. role-playing game. Yeah, um, the main characters from those novels became non-player characters in that campaign, mostly because I was lazy and didn't want to make new characters. It's <laughs> extremely valid, though. And then I think a little bit into the into the campaign, I had mentioned um, that they were characters from a novel and then given you all access to that novel. The novel was never published or anything, but you think at that point, that's when you read the story in its original version in full? Yes, yeah. Yep, because we're gremlins. You gave us the first book, and then we all made grabby hands at you and said, please give us more, we want it. Yeah, you told us there was more information. Um, (laughs) (laughs) my favorite was that you were bewildered that we fell in love with your characters i still am to the point of almost being like no how dare you please stop it's very surreal to me like on one hand i love those characters because they're very very important to me on the other hand like i wrote them very specifically as like awful (laughs) aww (laughs) <laughs> I love all of your children even more now. 
I yes. was going to ask. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my <laughs> mind has changed on this. Katie, where do you stand on the babies? I love them. But the ones in the book, the ones in the game and the ones in the show all feel like different people in my head. That's I was also going to yeah. ask that. Yeah. And same for you. Mm hmm. Yeah, so there are different iterations of every single character in Valence running around in my head at all times, which is uh, I'm uh, so awful. sorry. <laughs> yeah, um, I was having like a really chaotic day. Oh, because I stayed up until like seven in the morning Jesus. and then I slept for like th- three hours. Um, and then the next day I was on some chaos bullshit. Oh, I was like, was this Saturday night into Sunday? Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh god. Um so y'all got to see like this is just my everything that happens in my brain is a fucking nightmare. Um which is uh you got like a a taste of not quite Nico, but not quite not Nico. Ooh. Uh yeah, so it's really interesting to hear that there are different versions of them in your head too. Um my perspective on the switch because i now love all of them and would be pissed if people didn't mm-hmm. <laughs> other i can still understand if people can't stand liam no i can't i can't <laughs> i can still understand if people can't stand early early season 1 liam but with joshy there i like i don't I don't want to not hurt the boy. I'm still team hurt the boy for sure. Um, but it's more like hurt comfort instead of just getting out the cricket bat. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I also want to say y'all called it. Everybody fucking loves Nico. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, he's the fucking worst. <laughs> it's great. Um, and I think, I think, Everybody, like, I think we expected everybody to love Flynn for sure. And I'm very Mm -hmm. glad that he has uh, been consistently uh, a fan favorite. I'm really delighted that people also react a lot to Grace. Uh, (laughs) Yes. I'm I'm very delighted by that. (laughs) So I come to you with a question. Uh Mm Uh-huh. Create is feel good? (laughs) Is Creatus feels good? Is mm, I don't know. <laughs> Friendship canceled. Friendship canceled. Bye, everyone. Podcast has been real. Who knew this was the last episode? Wow. Create is feels good. Uh, and have friends is good feel. <laughs> All of these are true. Hi, I'm Katie Yeomans. Uh, <laughs> Hi, I'm Ann Baird. Create is feel good. Create is happen and friends good feel is it. Uh, <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, create is feels good. It is. Yeah. We said it kind of as a goof. But actually... And now we have merch of it. But actually... (laughs) We put out a call on Twitter for people to send in any questions they had for us, and you all gave us some really great ones. 
Okay. Let's answer some of the listener questions that we have oh, received. Yes. Uh, okay. Gotta go so to the tweeters. Can I read them off in the order that we received them and then ignore the one from John? I have an answer. <laughs> Okay. To the one from John. Okay, so we can get we can get to John. So yeah, <laughs> I always know what Nico is up to. But let's That's go ahead continue. Okay, so Tal wants to know what our favorite moment in the script and also favorite moment in the finished audio are. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Oh. Ooh. I know my answer to the script one. Go for it. It is. Gatorade. I think mine is too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God, it's gotta be Gatorade. I think. I think that other than Gatorade, my favorite moment in the script is actually probably uh, Katie. The work that you did on the the Liam Nico. I guess let's make out scene. (laughs) I think it's very effective, and I think it's very engaging and very funny, and I think that it worked really, really well. Aww. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, in, in the dinner party. Um, yeah. When, mm. when they send Liam out of the room so they can talk about him, and Liam only, like, sort of kind of hears, which is how we're able to hear it in the show. Um, I just, I like little moments like that where a character who doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. uh, have a whole lot of history of being cared for and looked after in this way kind of gets to experience that right and what's your favorite from the finished audio okay i'm trying to find where it is in the whole thing okay so my favorite part in the finished audio is gonna be like oh yeah of course Anya like that part um <laughs> i really like it's a tie between the interview with Morgan Riley and the journalist, mm-hmm. I really like the way that that comes across. Just because, first of all, Naomi's voice is so good, it's so for good. sure, so good. <laughs> um, and just like I like that it, I don't know. I like the way it's presented, the way it ends up sounding in the end, and then also I really like the moment in episode seven with the with the benefit where they're standing around mm-hmm. watching and then suddenly everything goes to shit as soon as they realize that the haven's gonna get turned on yeah mm. that moment is really really good and just again like i like hearing naomi and i like hearing alex and just everybody there it's a big scene with everybody involved and I think that's really one of the only ones where, like, every single character is in that yes. scene. Yeah. It's a huge scene. And I just like hearing the whole cast come together. It's very good. Oh, I have two. And honestly, they're both yeah. John's fault. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the, I mean, the first one is the you have none shit moment when, like. Oh, it's so good. He wasn't supposed to sound so tender. There wasn't supposed to be fondness yet. And he's already like, you dumb bitch. I'm going to like you later. I can tell. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And then 
in in the finale when and I know I wrote this line, but like I did not expect John to deliver it the way that it happened with the hey blondie, you wanna fucking fight? And I was like, No, yes. like we <laughs> We knew on the page that that would sound away, right? Like yes. we had it that he was gonna shout. But his delivery somehow still <laughs> Yeah was so fucking choice. <laughs> It was so good. <laughs> oh, so good. So good. Oh, I'm um, mad about it. <laughs> my favorite moment from the finished audio is still, I think, definitely that the end scene of episode 11 with Liam on the roof of the apartment building um, doing some <gasps> big lightning magic um, and like being stoked about it. Oh, First off, that's episode 10. Oh, fuck. Episode 11 is where oh. Nico and Liam make out. It's oh, definitely yeah, no. not that yes. one. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, for more on that one, listen to the last episode of Scoring Magic. <laughs> no, uh, episode 10 then. Um, like, I, I really like that it's a solo performance. It's just josh and technically like technically we have liam and liam's inner voices playing off of each other but it's still it's just him um i think that the sound design on it is incredible and i'm very proud of um the the way that i use music in the show is that like certain things have certain themes and i don't know if i've talked about this on scoring magic i don't think i have but i've talked about it elsewhere for sure um the music that plays under that scene is the same music that plays uh, under Liam's like really intense breakdown from episode four. Um, mm -hmm. And I ever since episode four, I knew that I would be using the same song in episode 10. Um, and I like, I really liked how it came across. I think that it worked super well. I think that if you're, paying attention to those music cues and those kind of uh like light motifs that we put in um i think you can see like how much he has grown and it makes me very happy next question yeah yeah okay so leslie asked um what turned out to be our biggest asset going into the project and what assets will we arrange for season two individually or jointly oh christ uh, I would say that our biggest asset for season one was having a whole book. Uh, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and I would argue that that was also our biggest asset for season two. <laughs> yes, although we did kind of throw chunks of it out of the window. Um, but the ones that we yeah. kept. I mean, there's like a sizable chunk that I did lift directly from the book for one episode. I don't remember what I did uh, for any of the <laughs> scripts. Uh, I don't remember anything. <laughs> Head empty. And I think that what's going to help us a lot for season two and already has with writing the scripts is knowing our cast. Because I, I know that there's some lines in the script where we're just like, yeah, Joshy, go wild here. Mm -hmm. um, Literally, those exact <laughs> words, Joshy, go wild in brackets. Yes. Uh -huh. Yes. Yeah, because... <laughs> We we trust our actors at this point, the ones that are established mm -hmm. and some of the ones that we're just bringing on. Um, we trust them to know their characters and to kind of go off book a little bit if they need to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
And also if they need help or want actual words to ask us for them. I think Yeah. I think if Josh wanted actual words, he would ask us. I'd like to oh, think yeah. so. <laughs> I mean he does. He's asked yeah. us for shit before. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay, next one. Okay. Uh, okay. Claudia Rose asked. She said she would love to know what was the toughest part of the season to get right and what part of the season we as a team felt like we took the biggest risk with. And also said that she has so much fondness for the show and so much Aww. respect for the team behind it. I think uh, I think that the, the hardest thing to get right and also the biggest risk we took is balancing Liam and Liam's inner voice and trying to trying to balance having a like again i will say i think pretty genuinely unlikable protagonist in the first few episodes um mm. trying to balance that with like having a show that people want to keep listening to you know like trying to convince people like he will grow yeah he has to start here for reasons stick with us. I think that was the riskiest thing and the hardest to pull off. Yeah, Liam's a real shitbag in the first couple of episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I can't even yeah, put it gently I, on that boy. Mm-mm. Yeah, well, and I, th- I think part of that is there is a lot to the dynamic between Liam and Flynn that we don't get to see right away. And parts of the dynamic that used to be there that we hint at and that I think uh, Caleb and Josh do beautifully, but it takes us a little time to get there and for people to see that uh, maybe Liam doesn't spend every minute of his life just being real fucking sad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Next question. Okay. Yes. The next question comes from our own John. Yeah. Nico himself. Uh-huh. He wants to know you what... You have to pronounce it as it's spelled. That's what I was going to do. Good. <laughs> he wants to know what Cerse business was Nico really up to while Liam's new world collapsed around him? Yeah, so uh, I always know what Nico is up to every time he is anywhere. Um, I always have a log of what he, what kind of criminal activity he is up to, or just, I guess, other activity. <laughs> I just always know what's up with, with, uh, with Nico. Um, Nico was in, uh, he was in part of Portugal and he was stealing and then smuggling, um, some magically enhanced cosmetics and, um, other products like like some water bottles, some uh, vitamins, some hairbrushes um, that are used to help people who are not muses become influencers. Um, and he was working with a small team to get this done because it's under very, very, very secure lock and key. Uh, one, the types of cosmetics, like this is not something that would be, we go into this a little bit in season two. The cosmetics aren't illegal, but are <laughs> not legal 
either. There's just no jurisdiction on them. Um, and muses definitely do get like, they get put away for having them. Um, that's not the charge that they are arrested for, but that's a cause, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but the real problem was with the water bottles, vitamins, hairbrushes, etc., which are all basically like sponsorship products. So these are things that would be used in like sponsored posts on Insta that are not accurately described as sponsored posts. And because they are hit with doses of magic, they are meant to attract more buyers, um, which is very, very, very illegal. So smuggling that out, first off, stealing it was an ordeal. (laughs) And (laughs) then smuggling it was an ordeal. And then getting it to um, influencers back in the States was also an ordeal. So that is what he was up to. God, that is such... That's like... (sighs) I had not realized that you were planning out these these intricate details um which is hilarious to me because you've said in the past you don't care for world building it's not world building in my head i don't know i don't know how it's not world building in my head uh but it doesn't feel like it i don't know it's the thing is that i'm not in my head i'm not world building the world is just Mm -hmm. it's already built it's there i'm just I'm just taking details from it. <laughs> you like the kind of world building that's more like character driven. You don't yeah. like yes. doing like the how does magic work? I don't know. Ugh. It just fucking does. Uh, it's <laughs> fictional. That's how it works. It's it's fucking magic. <laughs> but, you know, the logistics of where was Nico at this time on this day, except given like, oh, I got that. the time fool. He was doing this for this it. reason to support Not this yet. cottage industry of crime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here's a, well, not so much a spoiler as a tip. Remember how Will said they know what Nico is doing at all times he's not present in the show? After all of season two is out, you'll want to come back and ask us again what Nico was up to during the episodes where he spends some time out of sight. Trust me. And even though that's a wrap on season one of Valence, scoring magic isn't going anywhere. We'll still be here, giving you peeks into our process, our growth, our successes, and our mistakes. But for right now, we want to say thank you. Thank you to every one of you for listening and for following along with us, both on Valence and here. It means the world to us. We hope you'll stick around.